This is the Perfect Pup Podcast, helping you build a better relationship with your pup. Presented by Pupford. Hello, pup parents, and welcome to today's episode of the Perfect Pup Podcast. We're diving into a divisive conversation about whether or not to let your dog sleep in your bed. We're going to talk about some statistics that we have here at Pupford, some pros, some cons, and we'll also talk about if you decide to have your dog sleep in your bed, how to do it in a safe way. So let's get right into it. Be sure to stick around to the end because I'm going to give you one item to own in your home if you are going to co-sleep with your dog that will likely save you hundreds if not thousands of dollars. So be sure to stick around till the end for that. We did a quick survey on our Instagram stories and we asked how many people let their dog sleep in their bed. We had over 300 respondents. Only 30% said they let their dog sleep in their bed. I thought it would be higher. And then we also asked if people let their dog sleep in their bedroom. And again, over 300 respondents, about 75%. So I would say the vast majority of people have their dogs in their bedroom, but not necessarily in their bed. And you'll hear a lot of different schools of thought. I'm going to present some data and some research that has been done on this topic to help you make an informed decision if you're deciding whether or not to let your dog sleep in your bed with you. So first things first, let's talk about the pros, some of the benefits of having your dog sleep in the bed. And these ones are going to be a little bit more subjective and they'll be different for every person, but these are kind of some general themes that you'll see when you talk to people who have their dogs sleep in their bed. The number one is going to be comfort, relaxation, and strengthening a bond. There is some data out there. A lot of it is from self-reported surveys of people saying that having the dog in bed with them provides a strong sense of comfort and general relaxation that helps them to fall asleep. There are also studies, you know, about the positive effects of dogs on our mental health and on even things like blood pressure outside of the context of bedtime and sleeping. But generally speaking, you can think if dogs have been shown to be a positive correlation for other parts of our lives, you can argue that it would be the same for sleeping. And some also say that it increases their bond and attachment with their dog, that they just feel closer to them. They feel a closer connection. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. Just, you know, looking back into history about about humans and how we interact with animals and even dogs and the history of dogs, that there is a kind of tight knit relationship there. And, you know, in the early, early times of uh, our ancestors and dogs ancestors, when they were starting to interact, there was definitely a level of, you know, them being near each other and sleeping near each other for other reasons like protection, which we'll cover for our third point. But before that, the second one, one that is very important to my wife, warmth. I run hot, so I like to sleep in as cold of a room as possible with a fan on and as getting as cold as I can get basically under the covers. I run hot. My wife, she's the opposite. She runs cold. So there's that constant classic back and forth between having the temperature be correct in the room for sleeping and truly dogs have helped with this. We have two Labrador retrievers and yes, they generally do sleep in the bed. One is usually only in the bed at a time, but the warmth that she puts off is nice for my wife. It keeps, it helps keep her warmer, especially when she sleeps near her feet, those types of things. And generally speaking, you know, dogs run hotter than we do. They their normal body temperature is about 102. 
that four degree difference in warmth really can put off some heat. So it can be advantageous. And in all reality, it could maybe save you a few bucks on your you know, heating bill, your gas bill. If you have your dog sleeping in bed with you, you might be able to not run the heat as much as you need to. So there are advantages. The third one, we mentioned protection and security. Well, I won't say that a dog is the same thing as an alarm system or any other type of security, they do provide a sense of comfort and a sense of protection and security. They can alert us to issues. There have been multiple instances in my life where my dogs have heard something at night, they're sleeping in our bed and they bark and they wake me up and alert me to a potential intruder or danger and, and real situations that I truly believe were avoided because they were there with me and were able to wake me up and I was able to check it out quickly. Um, of course, you know, they're not going to solve all your security problems, but it can provide a sense of security. And in some cases, intruders or other people trying to cause problems, they're going to be deterred just by the sound of a dog barking. So it's definitely a positive aspect of having your dog sleep in bed with you. But now to the cons, because let me tell you, I more than almost anyone love sleep. I love, love, love sleep. I really strive to get close to seven or eight hours every night. I use a sleep mask. I like a dark room. I like it cold. Like I love sleep. So this topic was extremely important to me, especially when we first got dogs and I was considering, wow, do I want dogs sleeping in the bed? So the first and probably the biggest con or negative aspect of having dogs sleep in bed with you is the noise and movement can, I'm saying can, lead to you waking up or more movement for you. There's a couple of studies. One study, it showed that co-sleepers, people who slept with dogs, it took them longer to fall asleep. And the next day they reported more feelings of being tired when they woke up. Even in that study, though, most of them don't recall or don't report their dog waking them up in the middle of the night. So every piece of data it can have an opposite point, I guess you could say. But I think the most important data points that I was able to find as I was researching this article is a study that was done that took 12 females and their dogs, and these females lived alone, so it was just them in the bed with the dog, and they used um, actigraphy, which is basically, think of like, uh, a sleep tracker that's really advanced. And they had that on the dog and on the human. And they tracked the humans sleeping near their dogs for about 10 days. And they brought back a lot of data points. They were tracking it minute by minute to see what changed, what happened. Some interesting statistics. It said that 50% of human movement was accompanied by dog movement. And the dog movement, which is, was a much stronger indicator and factor for human movement than the inverse. So it was more likely that the dogs caused the humans to move while they were sleeping versus uh, human moving and waking up the dog. But the biggest data point was that when the dogs moved, which again, dogs, humans, we all move while we're sleeping, but when the dogs moved, it was three times more likely to transition the human from a non-moving to a moving state. There's a lot that goes into that and there's all kinds of different stages of sleep and quality of sleep and there's hundreds of studies going over that. But generally speaking, 
three times more likely when the dog moved for the human to then move afterward. But again, even in that study, most of those women, they did not report remembering their dog waking them up or causing them to move. So there's some nuance to all of this data, but there's definitely some argument that our dogs being in the bed, their movement can cause us to move and wake up more and not have as deep of a sleep. And of course, the noise, especially if you have a younger dog and they're still learning how to behave, they might hear noises and bark. There's the unexpected noises like they're snoring or they're, you know, sleep barking or sleep whining, all those different things that can happen with your dog. The second point it's disrupting intimacy. Let's just be frank for a minute that most intimate moments happen in a bed. And if you've ever experienced trying to enjoy an intimate moment and your dog walks in, it's extremely weird and awkward. And it's just a factor that you have to look at when you're considering letting your dog sleep in your bed. And also, if you happen to be single or you're dating or whatever the situation and you have another partner and they don't like dogs, or they're not used to having dogs in the bed, that's a whole nother dynamic that you have to kind of think about. Of course, you can confine your dog in these moments, you can put them in a crate or in another room, but when our dogs get used to being in the bed whenever they want, and then sometimes they're not, it's hard to draw that line, it's hard to delineate when it is or isn't okay. So again, there are things you can do to mitigate your dog disrupting intimate moments, but it is something you should consider as a drawback when you allow your dog to sleep in the bed with you. The third thing to think about is cleanliness. There are things like diseases, hair, slobber, potty accidents. So let's talk about how those can be drawbacks. There are actually some studies that show that zoonotic diseases, which are diseases that are passed from animal to human, can be more likely to spread when humans and dogs or humans and other animals share a bed. So diseases themselves can spread more easily when we're sleeping near our dogs. And, you know, when you just think about it, you know, if your dog is laying anywhere near your pillow and they might have a sickness and they, you know, drool or they get saliva on your pillow and then you sleep on that pillow and your face is right there. I mean, it, it can happen very easily, but even outside of diseases, I will say just the fact that dogs aren't super clean, right? Like they can be stinky, they can shed, they might have dirty paws, they might track dirt into your bed. All those things are factors that you should consider when thinking about letting your dog sleep in your bed. But probably more so than either of those, I would say is the challenge of potty accidents and things like vomiting. Our dogs, even when they're potty trained, things still happen. They sometimes just lose control of their bowels or maybe they're sick or maybe, yeah, they throw up. And if that's happening in your bed, you may or may not hear it and you may not wake up to it. And if you don't, again, if your dog pees in your bed, that's going to seep through potentially onto your mattress. It's just, it's problematic to say the least. So those are definitely some things to think about when you're considering letting your dog sleep in your bed. If you've decided you do want your dog to sleep in your bed, there are some tips that you can use to ensure that it happens safely and in a way that kind of protects you, your dog, your bed, all those good things. The first thing I would say potty and crate train your dog first. It's so important that your dog has an understanding of when and where to go to the bathroom and even how to let you know when they need to go before they're just sleeping in your bed. Because what can happen, and I will say I've experience this is if you have a young puppy and they sleep in your bed, they might just wake up, 
walk around. They don't really know where to go. So they just go where they are and pee in your bed. And I'll tell you, it is not fun to wake up to. It is not fun to clean up. So potty and crate train before you have your dog sleep in your bed. The second thing, wash your sheets and especially your pillowcases frequently, more frequently than if your dog does not sleep in your bed. I can't give you that exact number because there is no real science to that, but I think you know for yourself that you will want to wash your sheets more regularly and especially your pillowcase. Another thing, practice proper dog hygiene. Everything from making sure they have baths, making sure you're protecting them from fleas and ticks, you are brushing their teeth, cutting their nails, those types of things. I personally wash my dog's paws every time we come in from being outside. All those things are going to ensure that you don't have as many issues with diseases, sicknesses, nastiness that can occur with a dog sleeping in your bed. Another important point here, and this can help with many of the drawbacks that we talked about, is setting boundaries. So it's best if your dog knows to only come on the bed when they're invited. I will say, not everyone's going to do this, but it can help you avoid potential problems like your dog becoming territorial or your dog getting on the bed when you don't want them to. So practice having boundaries around your bed and them only coming onto your bed when they are invited. Another tip is to keep a bed or a crate nearby. Sometimes your dog is going to get hot or for whatever reason they want to get off the bed. It's nice to give them an option that's near your bed so that they can still be in the room, they can still be near you, but they have their own place to go if they want. Another thing to think about is if you have a very small dog, it can be a little bit more dangerous just because you might roll over in the middle of the night, not know your dog's there. If they're that small, you could crush them. You could cause problems. You could, you know, cut off their airway for breathing. If there's, you know, a blanket that ends up on top of them, it's just something to think about if you have a really small dog. And generally speaking, it's not best to have your dog be under the covers because they can get too hot. They can, you know, not know exactly where they are and maybe not know how to get out. There, there's a lot of things that can happen there. And my Number one tip, if you're going to have your dog sleep in your bed with you, this is the product that will save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars. It is a waterproof mattress cover. If you're going to have your animals sleep in bed with you, invest in a waterproof mattress cover, because I'll tell you this, no matter how expensive or cheap or whatever your mattress is, you don't want to be spending money to replace it frequently. And if your dog has an accident or throws up or whatever it is, and that doesn't go noticed or you forget about it or whatever, and that seeps into your mattress, that smell is going to be very, very hard to get out of your mattress. So get a waterproof mattress cover, and then you are protecting your mattress. Then you're only worrying about if there are accidents, it's just the sheets and your duvet cover and maybe pillows or whatever, but those are a lot cheaper to replace than a mattress. I know that was a lot. We went through a lot of pros, a lot of cons, a lot of tips. Here's the bottom line. You do what works best for you. I think as an individual, it's important to learn the pros and the cons of different situations, to see what data points there are, to you know have conversations with people you know, but at the end of the day, it's your house. It's your dog. It's your bed. You're the one who's going to live with that experience the good and the bad, but it's important to be aware of some of these potential problems. And I will make one ask, if you would like to kind of participate in our own little mini study that we're doing, once this episode is live, there will be a article with this podcast and video episode embedded 
And we're also going to have a little quiz. I would love for you to go vote on that and just let me know if you let your dog sleep in the bed or not. I love to see what other pup parents are doing. And again, above all, make the decision that's best for your dog, your specific situation, and your family, your household needs those types of things. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, even just a rating. It helps the algorithm. It helps other people find this episode and this podcast. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe, comment, like. I try to respond to all reviews, all comments, and I really, truly enjoy seeing them. But other than that, we'll catch you on the next episode.